Hey, everybody, coming up on the Matt Townsend Show today, have you ever needed somebody to do a favor for you just to get something done and you couldn't get them to do even the simplest thing? Well, today we're going to be talking about how to influence people, how to get them to do what you need them to do. We're talking about it up next right here after the news on the Matt Townsend Show. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. With the State of the Union address coming up tomorrow, a survey released today shows what the American people want to hear from President Obama. The poll shows that more than half the nation still feels the U.S. is in a recession. Gun policy and health care are also top issues. House Democrats are making sure everyone knows what they want the president to address tomorrow night. Many have decided to bring victims of mass shootings to the State of the Union address. However, one Republican has invited rock singer and outspoken gun activist Ted Nugent. As the nation continues to debate how to address gun control, another shooting tragedy has occurred in Wilmington, Delaware. A man shot and killed two women in a courthouse and injured two more officers before he was killed by police. Los Angeles authorities are expanding their search for a rogue ex-cop who went on an apparent revenge rampage last week. The mayor has now upped the reward to $1 million and firmly stated the city will not tolerate any further violence. New Englanders struggled this morning to get back to normal routines after a weekend blizzard dumped 40 inches of snow across parts of the region. Five people died in Massachusetts due to the fierce weather. In international news, Pope Benedict's announcement that he will step down has shocked the Catholic Church. Benedict says he will no longer has the strength for the position and is the first pope to step down in over 700 years. French forces in Mali say they are at risk of ending up in a grueling guerrilla war with violent Islamist rebels who launched daring nighttime attacks over the weekend in an ancient Saharan trading town. And an engine room fire has stranded a Carnival cruise ship along with its over 4,200 passengers and crew off the coast of Mexico. A Coast Guard cutter has been dispatched to tow the ship to port by Wednesday. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, in the house, (laughs) your guide on the side. We do what we can on this program to give you some tools, a leg up on this crazy thing we call life. Welcome to this week's edition, the Monday's edition. Now, here's the deal. Some of you may know that there's this holiday coming up. It is the holiday of love. Bryce's favorite holiday, and um, I can't get the boy to shut up about it because he loves this idea of just hearts and chocolate, and nothing says love more than chocolate. Right, um, Bryce? I'm on board for chocolate anytime. No, for the other person, the person for the, you love. You would get uh, no. the chocolate for them. Okay, then I really have this this holiday backwards, okay? Because really? I just buy chocolate for me because there's so much of it. Well, let's get something. You can do that? <laughs> yeah, well, you can. Y- you are single. So it might be working. Let's just open up some fantastic new possibilities I hadn't considered. Okay, let me all that candy in the store you could buy for yourself. Okay, we're gonna. This is the week of love, and I have a goal this week. I want you all to have some kind of a date by the end of the week. 
There's, there's a problem with that. Why? What? Who? Where? The what? last well, who thing us? you want to do yeah. is ask out some girl on a first date on the 14th of February. Right. That's the fastest way to get them That's going. That's why we're talking Treat about this out. on the 11th. And they take off. So if we talk about it on the 11th, then, bada boom, bada bing, you can come on the 14th to my activity and you guys can bring them to my date night. Can we go for free? Yeah. I will oh, let wow. you go. I it's thought you were going to say no. I'll let you go for free, but you have to bring a date. Your only way in, and you too, ladies, your only way in is with a date. Other than that, you sit out in the van. I'm slowly running out of reasons to not do this. Matt, do you Friday, think it's, or Thursday night? Do you think it's appropriate for me to ask a guy yes. to a date yes. thing? Yes, that I just, just say sounds it's a wrong thing. all over. And I don't even know honestly if I have a place for you. But I, I'm, I'm now officially inviting a bunch of you. You're coming to my date night, but you have to bring a date. I'm going <laughs> so out just tell- a little those. Those of you that are that are listening, I do this event in Salt Lake City that has. Uh, I speak for about an hour. I have a, a wonderful entertainer singer named Hillary Weeks who's got some great music about love. And then it's a night. It's just two hours. It's tons of fun. And there will be about 1,000 people there, plus you 20 with your dates. Okay? You're invited. And we're going to take role. <laughs> and I'm not going to say anything, but your job is contingent on this. Unless you're an intern, then you can do whatever you want. I haven't <laughs> used my absence yet. So, but I, think it'd be, so I just want you night. thinking about it. Bring a date. Uh, tell me you have a final. I don't. I actually have a date. Um, Where are you going? Well, I haven't. I haven't decided. It's kind of funny how it happened. I didn't. I didn't. Did your mother I was line a date. you up? No. I. Uh, my buddy. He's an opera singer. Okay. And he was singing at an opera at the Covey Center. Uh huh. And he called me. He's like, "You got to come." He's like, I support you. I'm like, I, I hate opera. Well, why? I just don't like opera. Okay. And so I was like, okay. Um, and he's like, I'll call this girl and tell her that you're gonna ask her out. And see if I can give you her number. Yes. I was like, okay. And so he texts me later. He's like, she can't go. She's going to Salt Lake. But I told her you'd call anyways. And I was yes. like, why am I going to call if she can't go? Because it's now a date. Well, it wasn't going to be a date because she couldn't go. So I called her because he told me I had to because she was expecting my call. And mm-hmm. she was like. You don't want to hurt like, her feelings. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, if you want, we can go out next weekend. And she's like, I might be gone. How about Thursday? <gasps> oh, she and is I- so <laughs> slick. <laughs> She's slick. So do you, are you going somewhere? Yeah. Well, I haven't. I haven't. I was like, I was now like, you okay, have a place Thursday. to go. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't realize it was Valentine's Day. I was like, that's kind of random. But so you're <laughs> suggesting he cancel his super secret well, I, I French restaurant I reservation plans. and instead sit he in the convention hall. I was like, okay, a I'll, chair, no, no, you're going to you. sit at a at uh, Murray High School and you're going to sit there in a really nice chair. And you're going to laugh with this beautiful l- lover of opera. Does the chair fold? It's a, it's a theater the chair. The chair folds, doesn't it? It's not a folding chair. It's a theater chair. It's just like any other theater. And then you can take her to a really nice, uh, I don't know, Taco Bell. <laughs> and then it's a very inexpensive date for you. Yeah. And then you hook her up with some chocolate. Yeah. Okay. So have you all learned? Bryce? I don't know. This seems like a real drain on my chocolate supply. You know what? I don't know if that's worth it. Bag of M&M's. Bring her a bag of M&M's. Well, I'm going to ask this. Women like chocolate. You looked at Jessica. And women like more chocolate, right? So naturally, if I went to the uh, discount grocery store, to the bulk section, and got the big block. Like a barrel of chocolate. Does that work? No. Do you like food? Yes. 
do you like food that you just get off the side of the road? If what if we had a lot of? Oh, no, I'm not. Getting, I'm not getting the chocolate <laughs> off the side of the road. I'm getting it from the bulk section. I know, but it's got to be thing. good chocolate. See, I don't think all women like chocolate. Just most of them. There's because something chemical. my wife isn't into the chocolate thing. Like if I brought her chocolate, I've given her a lot of chocolate lately because I've been speaking a lot and they give me the chocolate and I give it to her. And it, it's nothing. Flowers, she doesn't like them. Nothing like that. But if like? I vacuum, oh. boom, <laughs> she loves me. She thinks I'm hot. Okay. Isn't that weird? So, you know, you don't, it's so, you guys just, you're making this too, you think it's simple. It's not. You have got a date. In the date on this Thursday, you're going to laugh really hard, which creates endorphins. So it doesn't matter. Your date's going to think you're hot because you guys laugh so hard. You just be full of endorphins. You'll have tons of endorphins. Then you'll have some really cool romantic music. Okay? Not opera. Sorry, Skyboy. But, and then you guys can go take her to dinner or him to dinner. And if you want, or you can go do that before, but it'll be a great day. So I'm inviting you all. And I'm pa- I'll even pay the bill. I really will come. Okay, I want I, you there. I need something to do now. I want you there, and then, and then I want to meet these people. And then I'm going to seriously close the deal for each of you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but I want you there because it'll be fun. So are you, who's in? Who's in? Let's get a hand here. It's, it's Monday. You got three days. You've already got your date, Skyboy. Good boy. Don't wear your cape, though, Skyboy. That's just awkward. Oh, come on. No. I think it's hot. Well, it is for, yeah, a lot of people. Um, Who else is coming? Any date. You just need a date. It's just a date. This isn't, you're not getting married. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so traditional. I hate when guys. (laughs) Well, just say, I've got this work thing and I really need somebody. Oh, that's okay. And so can you come to this work thing with me on Valentine's Day and we might dance? There's dancing too? No, there's not. (laughs) I was just kidding. Okay. <laughs> there won't be dancing. It's like you're... Probably. Oh, there won't be. Okay. Goodness. So, Jess, you're in? Merritt, are you in? Merritt, come on. Just because you're an intern doesn't She's mean you... She's shaking her head. <laughs> okay, I'm challenging you all. Uh, you two I know are in because you'd never let me down. Because I would feel really bad. Because this is an invitation to come to my event. And again, I might not have seats for you, but... Um, but it's free, right? It's totally free. Okay. It's not normally free. It's fifty dollars to everyone else. You, it's free, Skyboy. Yeah. If you bring your cape, it's one hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring your cape. Okay. The rest of you, I really plan on you being there. Now, I know this applies pressure. Don't mean to apply pressure on your dating life. But this is a gr- this is just I'm just extending the um, chocolate olive branch. <laughs> I kind of that sounds delicious. I right? just mixed metaphors. <laughs> the chocolate olive branch. Um, delicious and peaceful. I haven't heard from you. Robbie, hmm? what's your take, Rob? Do you think this is the first time where I've tried to use any tool at my disposal as an excuse to go on a date and just... No, but this is the time so where... So I had it. an opportunity three or four years ago to go at Christmas time to the governor's mansion where all the hobnob yeah, TV the big, anchors were yeah. going, and they made the mistake of sending one of those invitations to us. So I said, hey, this is great. So I called up this girl I, I knew. It's like, hey... You know, I, I realize it's short notice, but tomorrow night, Governor's Mansion, just be casual thing. It'll be fine. No, I've got something else to do. Okay. Then, so you call, you make a second call. Now, at that point, I got busy and no. got okay. back around to so it. So here's the deal. Rob, you're coming, and you just have to ask those girls that, um, that anyway, we don't want to give too much on detail on the air, but ask the girls that already know about my active, my events, and maybe one of them would come. Now I'm trying to remember who they are. Mm-hmm. 
go up to him, talk to him, say, hey, do you remember that thing that, you don't remember Matt Townsend? He's doing this event. Do you want to come with me? I kind of have to go. I'm his executive producer. He says, I have to go or I have to date 15 girls next month. (laughs) Okay. That'd be fine too, but. Uh, Bryce, you're in too? I didn't really know we were going to do this, but this is great. I didn't know we were going to do this either. And you produced the whole show. I uh, yeah, I kind of planned. Yeah, I don't, I don't see this on your rundown. No, it doesn't matter because I remember I wasn't this. in that meeting. So uh, anyway, Bryce, just make it happen. I chocolate. Okay, I don't care what her name is, but whatever you want to call her, call her. Just get her there. Okay. All right. Uh, now, what we like to do at the beginning of the show, other than trying to get dates for all of my team here, we also we usually do a little a little telethon to get them dates. But this time, we're going to go into our famous part uh, where we talk about the human headlines, real news that affects real people. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Human headlines. Human headlines. This is where we like to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly of the human race. What are we learning about humans? Who's got the first headline? Hello Kitty in space. Right where she belongs. <laughs> Little Hello Kitty has made it up to space. Did the Iranians send her up there? No, this is a 13-year-old girl in, uh, I think, Antioch, Northern California. Okay. She uh, decided she wanted to have a cool science project, one she'd be proud of. Yeah. So she teaming up with her dad. Um Built a little mini rocket ship and sent uh, Hello Kitty to space and back again. Now, Hello Kitty, is that a doll? Yeah, it's a little figurine of a little fuzzy Okay. So she took a little cat, cat put it in a rocket ship, and sent it up into space. Yeah. No propellant, though. Just used a big weather balloon. But a weather balloon will go up. Uh, I see they mounted a GPS and some cameras on it. Okay. Prove, so you can actually go on YouTube and see. And she was hoping that this doll, something would happen to the doll at... So many thousand I, feet. You know, maybe see the effect of yeah. a vacuum on uh, <laughs> on a little on a cat. cat. <laughs> Not a real cat, but it peaked at uh, ninety three thousand feet. Wow! Before it came back down, it was a ninety minute flight from top to bottom. Landed in a uh, how duck- long of a flight? Ninety minutes. Ninety minutes to get okay. up there and back. Uh, landed in a fifty foot tree, forty seven miles from where she launched it. Oh wow. That's a pretty aggressive or a pretty – what's the word? Uh, that's a hardworking little 13-year-old. Yeah. And, My, and it I was, haven't had one 13-year-old do any project that took any initiative like that. I mean it's one thing to send a balloon up. It's another thing to drive 45 miles to get it. <laughs> know what I mean? Well, mm. she's, she's 13. She, I'm sure, had help with that part too. I doubt it. Driving she just it. stole a car and went and got it. Total budget on this yeah, little How much would you pay? Sp- you know, you figure a manned flight to space is probably, you know, I'd say shy of maybe a billion dollars. Yeah, probably a billion dollars. This is a bargain at $500. That's a lot of babysitting to get that to happen. Now, um, I guess they didn't need oxygen. Um, as far as Kitty, I can tell. Yeah, Hello Kitty breathe. doesn't need to breathe. She probably didn't need a there special no suit. There was no launch abort system in case hmm. there was a problem on takeoff. I wonder if she had any tang. So it's it's not a man-rated. Astronauts use it. Oh, the uh, orange powder uh-huh. to to have something to drink. I bet no, she I came d- back. Parched. I don't think Hello Kitty had any food on board. See, that's cute. That's really cute. Really, I can't believe that actually made a headline. <laughs> but I appreciate you bringing it up, Rob. You're welcome. <laughs> Who else has got a headline for us? Hey, Matt. Mm-hmm. In the most surprising news of this century. Did you know 
Men's relationships with their female friends may be fueled by an undercurrent of attraction. What? Are you – what? Hold on. Did, slow down. You're you, saying men have friends with girls because they're attracted to them? They have a friendship with girls because they're attracted? Yeah. What? Also, water is wet. Sky is blue. Yeah. Um, Hello Kitty can go 90,000 feet in the air. Well, hold on. That's new. That's oh, new. that is new data. Yeah. That was new data. Interesting study. This is a new study. This is – I think it's I think it's, <laughs> uh, it's a real study. Because I think every guy that's ever had a friend that was a girl like – knew that he was attracted to her hold on gets better um men also assumed that women were more sexually interested in them than they actually were and women tended not to realize this oh, women what are you doing how frustrating right okay jess just really quick on that i do notice when guys think they're all that do and you? they're not and i'm like oh but buddy. Did, you, did you know that a lot of times when you have those guys that hang around you that are like just your friend they really think you're hot Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't think that happens oh, all the time. Wait, hold on. That's part wait, of the study right so, there. <laughs> so you tended not to realize this? Yeah. She didn't realize it. So you I just... tended not to realize this. Yeah. So she's part of the study. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you didn't know this. See, but that's why they say that you can't, guys can't have a friend that's a girl if they're attracted to him because they they want Because they will be attracted to them. Mm-hmm. Wait. Sorry. I got, saying... I got science in my hand that says it. Okay. Yeah. You're saying that. And also, they made a documentary about this in 1987. Mm-hmm. You're it, was, get... it was called When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> yeah. A uh, very well-informed yeah. documentary about this yeah. phenomenon. So uh, this is new, but it's really not. Every guy has known it forever. I We just wanted disagree. the ladies to figure it out. No. You don't think... We can be friends with guys. No. Nope. Yeah, you can. <laughs> we can. That's the problem. You see, you can be. We can't be. See, I talked about this with someone the other day, and we were trying to figure it out, because it seems like whenever a guy hangs out with a girl, he's 100% interested he in like her. He. he likes her. Yeah, for sure. But girls hang out with guys all the time, yeah. and they could care less about... Yeah. And I think it's because... I think it's Because guys are generally more fun. Huh. Like... We are pretty <laughs> what? fun. Okay. Like, we do cool stuff. Well, and but, so I think girls like hanging out with guys because you're relaxed, because we're you're doing cool things. You're fun. Yeah. yeah, but you play guitar. That the girls have got to like that. Oh my gosh! But do you hang out with guys that you're not attracted to? Yeah, because I'm, because they're fun. Or is it? Yep. Or yeah. do you just feel See? like you're better than them? Okay, so you... girls have more going for them than attraction, though. We're yeah, not I know. like what? Well, no, you're I not mean, using us. Yeah, for our fun. Just because they're interested, you know. Doesn't mean it's just because they're attracted to you. They could That's be interested in you I think it's because fascinating. of other reasons also. That's good. Okay. It's, I think it's a great okay. study that I'll... just validates the truth that we know. And the obvious experiment from Harry when Harry met Sally. Done. True life documentary. True Check fact. From a study from where? Uh, where is it? Wisconsin? Wisconsin. It's always Hold Wisconsin. On. Let me check. Let me check. University of Wisconsin. Okay. And it's also true from the same study that a guy cannot just have cheese in the fridge and not eat it. Wisconsin cheese. <laughs> That's all I think we have for you from the human headlines today. So uh, that's interesting. Bryce, I appreciate that because I think we've cleared up an issue. I'm not convinced. <laughs> well, again, you're a girl. You think that, <laughs> she didn't realize you think it. we just really are friends, but really we think you're hot. Exactly. <laughs> like, see, that's the problem is you think, hey, we're just palling around. And he's like, no, I want you to marry me. Exactly. Yep. And there I want is. to have 10 children with you. But we don't do that. See, but then you just think we're palling around. Okay. <sighs> So good we can help on this show. Now, when we come back, Bryce is going to see that he's done some incredible research on WikiLeaks. And um, is that where you got it? WikiHow. A WikiHow. 
That's WikiLeaks. Oh, that's the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's probably going to be going to jail um, because he used WikiLeaks. WikiHow, he's going to try to see if he can influence me to do something I don't want to do. Hmm? Doubt it. Doubt it can happen. Hey, stick with us. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back on Influence, talking about how to influence others right here on The Matt Townsend Show, Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. location for a manned space station might be really far out, as in beyond the moon. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. As NASA contemplates the next steps in manned and unmanned missions to the moon, Mars, faraway asteroids, and more, the question arises, where is the best place to put a space station for supporting deep space missions? The current space station is in low Earth orbit, only about 400 kilometers high. That's still rather deep in Earth's gravity well. To go into deeper space, some advocate a station that's literally far out, even beyond lunar orbit. Thanks to orbital mechanics, there is a location that's uniquely qualified for a deep space jumping-off point. It's the Lagrange Point, called L2 for short. Lagrange points are spots leading and trailing the orbit of Earth around the Sun, a million and a half kilometers past Earth's orbit where the pull of gravity balances out so that an object at the L2 point stays there until you want to move it. You can save a lot of fuel drifting parked at L2, yet you only need a small rocket burn to jump off in any direction in space from that spot. L2 might end up as our bus station to the entire solar system. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Individuals suffering from fatigue, inability to lose weight, depression, anxiety, headaches, or poor circulation may have Hashimoto's, the number one cause of low thyroid. Red River Health and Wellness chiropractic physicians conduct extensive medical testing to determine the cause of these symptoms, providing a customized treatment plan for our patients. Red River Health and Wellness has two Utah locations in South Jordan and St. George and in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Learn more at LowThyroid101.com, Red River Health and Wellness. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We are talking about influence. How do you influence somebody, you know, to kind of do what you need them to do or to kind of like you or to, uh, you know... Quit scratching your car with their car, stuff like that. How do you get somebody else to do something you need them to do? How do you influence them is the topic of conversation today. Bryce Tobin from WikiHow has been doing some research and figuring out how to influence me. Now, this is all prior to us breaking down how to influence somebody with the proper steps, but I guess you found some steps. I have the internet, so... The interweb? Yeah, so yes. I can figure out anything. And So you found out a way. I have the, here's what it says, how to influence someone to do anything Wow. you want. Okay, let's do it. Okay. What do you want to try to get me to do? Okay, Matt, I really kind of like your car. Okay. And I think it's a lot nicer than my car. Mm-hmm. Would you go wash it for me today? Um, I'll yeah. give you 10 well, bucks if you'll uh, go wash my car and bring it back in 20 minutes. Oh, that's a bucks. pretty good deal because I know an automatic washer thing. And 
See, I'm actually influencing you right now. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a anyway, minute. That's okay. I'm a highly trained professional. <laughs> He's a doctor. He's I'm a, a doctor. doctor. <laughs> the doctor's in the house. So what? Uh, okay, influence me. I'll well, let you have my car. Well, okay. That was easy. So, you can get me to do this. So before I go step by step, you can't hear the steps, Matt. Okay, I will not hear them. He will I'll not. pull out my earplug. Okay. I've got two of them, but I pulled one of them out. All right. So the first step is um, that I don't take control of the conversation too much. So, so Matt, you have you have a really nice car. What kind of car is it? It's a Honda. Of, it's a Honda. It's a Honda Accord, but it's an 09. Well, good. I it's like that. It's a nice that. car. It is? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's fast. Okay, so uh, on the- It has power windows. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. So, Anything else? So, so the next step <laughs> that Matt shouldn't listen to is- so, Okay. Is la, 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 I'm supposed to la, la, la. Uh, make them feel bad. Okay. <laughs> Matt, uh, huh? your car is a little bit too nice for you, uh-huh. and uh, you should give it to me because I don't have that many nice things. Mm-hmm. And Why don't uh, you just pull your head out and go get a job? Well, I have a job, but... I mean, do you like your job, though, Bryce, really? I, I mean, love my job. Couldn't you do better? Um, let's not get into that, okay? <laughs> I think we're getting off topic. I don't want to make you feel bad or anything. Sorry about that. Um, I'm not feeling this. I'm not feeling motivated. Hold on, hold on. I'm not done yet. I'm only on step two of seven. Okay. Okay, the next step that I have to get to is um, I got to make it good for Matt as well as for me. So, Matt, if you if you were to give me your car. Yeah, um, hypothetically. If Well, well, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, realistically? If, realistically. If I gave you my car. Um, you would not have a car. You wouldn't have to fill it up with gas. Good point. Um, you would not have to worry about getting it maintenance and getting it getting fixed. I guess I wouldn't have to pay the payment. You wouldn't. Well, no. Let's let's keep that for you. Um, <laughs> that doesn't seem like that works. Let's, for hold me. on. Let's not let's not give up too much here. Um, <laughs> would you pay my payment if I gave you the? Uh, probably not. Um, I don't what know if, if I, I liked it and it was really in my best interest for you to pay my payment? Well, I'd give you my car if you'd pay my payment. Uh, well, let's see. Hold on. There. Hold on. So I pay your payment. I have nice car. Yeah. You and I win, right? Yeah, if you pay my payment and you have my car and it's nice, yeah, we would both win. We would both win. Okay, so the next step that I have to do is this is working. Um, I have to I have to flatter him. So Matt, hmm? you are an awesome doctor. Thank you. I for, know. Thank like you. a for real <laughs> no, doctor. I know. Thank you. I agree. Okay, and totally then, agree. And then the next step. I don't is, think it's hard to flatter Matt. <laughs> I totally agree. I mean, you guys, this doesn't. See, this seems natural. Like, <laughs> seems like conversation. I don't see what the problem. Flatter is. Matt. Mm-hmm. It's just conversation. Flatter Matt. This happens all the time. Anything else? Um, I mean, uh, I have to be more energetic and talk more than them. Which I would like to point out. Um, if I'm not supposed to take control of the conversation, yeah, those yeah, seem like, those are kind of contradictory. I'm not hearing. This. But Matt, yes. I need the car. So uh, you should really give me the car. You don't need a no, car. No, no, no. You should really give me you should really give me the car, Matt. Uh, uh, no, do, you should. It's that, a good idea. We both win. It's but don't give like me the car he payments. He doesn't let me have a word edgewise. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I don't really understand uh, this next step. It's as, hey, can I just say something before you go there? Are you sure? I kind of feel like I just want you to have my car. Um, if I gave you my keys, will you take my car right now? I would totally take your car. Okay, psych, not working. Uh, <laughs> Keep going. You got one more? Okay, step six. I don't get how this applies. If all else fails, do these steps on someone else? Yeah. With this, so, like my wife. Skylar, will you give me Matt's car? I'll give you Matt's car, yeah. Okay, nailed it. And then, <laughs> wow. hold on. This Best part. Easy. Best part on Wiki How? 
Look a person straight in the eyes. That's the last step. Look him straight in the eyes. Okay, that's creepy. <laughs> so after after you're out. all done, you just look at him. Why straight in the eyes? <laughs> just, <laughs> there's something wrong here because he's looking in my eyes. <laughs> you know what? See, that's what that's messed up. Wiki how, wiki know how. I don't know. I think this one was just atrocious. Just, <laughs> okay, that's stupid. Just say it and stare at the We're going to have – I've got better ideas than that. Are you kidding? We're doing this. We're going to get into how to influence somebody, and you don't influence them by, A, letting them talk, and then, B, not letting them talk. You're going to tick them off. C, you don't go try to talk to someone else about their car if it's their car. Duh. <sighs> I'm mad. Really hey, all mad I have say, I've influenced him to anger. No, but you know what? Let me just tell you something, Bryce. When you go out in the parking lot today, I'd be looking for my car if I were you. Okay. And I promise you, you're not going to be on the inside when you're in it. <laughs> At least not yet. You're going to be in my grill, dude. <laughs> that's weird. Um, I don't like that. I don't think that's very effective. I, in fact, it just made me not like you. Uh, well, can't win them all. I'm feeling like a weird feeling of not liking you right now. Hmm, I guess you did influence me. Negatively. Was that the negative way to Maybe influence people? Maybe that was people? his that was it. motive the entire time. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe he tries to get me That's mad. Not think too much hey, about where are my I keys, do? by the way? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> took my keys. Okay, we're going to come back talking about influence right here on the Matt Townsend Show. Hopefully we'll have a special guest for you. And uh, we're also going to get in-depth on this. You're listening to the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. BYU Radio, we want to create shows that connect with you. So if you're listening to one of our talk shows and hear something that resonates, call us. We want to hear your questions, opinions, and stories. Our toll-free number is 855-CHAT-BYU. That's 855-242-8298. We would love to hear from you. Again, our toll-free number is 855-CHAT-BYU. Call in and share. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. The State of the Union address is coming up tomorrow, and a new online poll released today shows the American people still feel the U.S. is in a recession. Other top issues for President Obama to address include gun control and health care. House Democrats are making sure everyone knows what they want the president to address tomorrow night. Many have decided to bring victims of mass shootings to the State of the Union address. However, one Republican has invited rock singer and outspoken gun activist Ted Nugent. As the nation continues to debate on gun control, another shooting tragedy has occurred, this time in Wilmington, Delaware. A man shot and killed two women in a courthouse and injured two more officers before he was killed by police. With the search for the ex-LAPD officer who went on a revenge-fueled rampage last week still going, the mayor has now upped the reward to $1 million and firmly stated the city will not tolerate any further violence. New Englanders struggled this morning to get back to a normal routine after the weekend blizzard dumped 40 inches of snow across parts of the region. Five people died in Massachusetts due to the fierce weather. In world news, Pope Benedict's announcement that he will step down shocked the Catholic Church today. Benedict is the first pope to step down in over 700 years and has always maintained he never wanted to be the pope. French forces in Mali say they are at risk of ending up in a grueling guerrilla war situation with violent Islamist rebels who launched daring nighttime attacks over the weekend in an ancient Saharan trading town. 
And a Carnival cruise has just become a little longer for the 4,200 passengers and crew. Following an engine room fire, the ship is now stranded off the coast of Mexico. A Coast Guard cutter has been dispatched to tow the ship to port by Wednesday. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we're talking about influence and influencing others. It's a, it's an important part of I think living. Bryce just tried to influence me to give me to give him my car. It was a horrible failure. Uh, in fact, honestly, I took his car, and now he is carless. And so we're instead of going to WikiHow to figure out the top seven ways to get somebody's car. We're instead going to be bringing on an expert. Uh, His name is Ty Bennett. Now, before I bring him on and explain who he is, I want to challenge you, listeners out there in listener land, if you have a person in your life that you're struggling to influence, somebody you care about, could be you know, somebody you're dating, it could be your boss, it could be a cell that you're trying to have and you just can't get these people to close the deal, give us a call and we'll have you ask your question to, to Ty Bennett. And um, our number here is 1-855-CHAT-BYU, 1-855-CHAT-BYU. Come ask Ty Bennett the question. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Ty before we bring him on. Now, Ty is, um, he's the founder of a, of a company, an organization called Leadership Inc., he, when he was 21 years old, he and his brother started a business, his brother Scott started a business, and they built the business to be a $20 million business in annual revenue. And um, so, you know, they know how to do their stuff. And they, uh, from that, he's, he's been called, uh, was recently featured as one of Utah businesses' top 40 under 40. He currently sits on several boards, including two nonprofits. He's also serving as the president of the Mountain West Chapter of National Speakers. He's an, he's an author uh, of the book called The Power of Belief. And I think Ty's going to be able to teach us today what is influence and how do we grow it. If you have a question for Ty about how to gain more influence in your life, give us a call, 1-855-CHAT-BYU. And Ty has, uh, uh, you know, caringly given us some copies of his book. So if you call in and get your phone, uh, get on our phones and get us the question to Ty, we will give you a copy of his book, The Power of Belief. So let's bring on Ty Bennett. Ty, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. And you bet. Let me just give a really quick point of clarification. The book is called The Power of Influence, oh, which why did, be perfect for oh, the subject of what we're talking about. It's even better. The Power of Influence <laughs> is better than The Power of Belief. And you, Ty, when did you finish this book? Is it out already? It is. It's out, and uh, it's been out for just a little while and going really well. And I, I end up speaking to a lot of different organizations and corporations about this topic and and hopefully we can share some of those insights today. Yeah. Help us understand what influence is. Because, I mean, in a weird way, it seems like some people, you know, think that you're manipulative if you're trying to influence them. But it also seems like to me that it's we're always influencing, aren't we, one way or another? Well, we really are. And that's the question. Is I mean, we're, we have influence over people, whether it's positive or negative. I was laughing listening to you guys before because I think – some of those tactics, those manipulation tactics that you were playing around with that yeah. Bryce was trying are how most people think that we need to be influential. Yeah, it's like a and tactic, you know, a technique, right? And, and that's really not it. Because right. influence comes down to people buying into you. 
Yeah. I mean, ultimately, when you think about it, they say that leadership is influence. But here's the truth. So is sales. Yep. So is parenting. So is teaching. So are Marriage. any of your relationships. Exactly. Right. In any of your relationships, there has to be this connection and this, this belief in you as a person if you're going to be truly influential in someone else's eyes. Love it. Don't, I mean, it really is that simple. All sales is is getting somebody to buy in and trust you, your approach, what you're selling. And I guess that's what marriage is. That's what, that's what we're all after is this influence. Yeah, it really is. I think it, to me, you know, with my background as an entrepreneur, I, I started to figure out because I was so young when I started our business that I was struggling to get people to follow me. <laughs> so right. it became kind of a quest for me to figure out what, what do people really follow? I mean, what, what do people buy into, whether it's in sales or leadership and in whatever capacity, what is influence? And ultimately, I think in any relationship-type situation, and, and every business transaction is based in relationships, so uh, it's broader than just your personal relationships. It definitely has a business uh, basis to it. In every one of those situations, we want to inspire people. We want to move people to take action. We want to become that trusted advisor, somebody that they feel a connection to. And that's what real influence is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, I love that it's that simple. It's about relationships, but it's about trust, and it's about inspiration is what you're saying. Somehow yeah, they've exactly. got to get something. We, we, we've got to get, I guess, who we are inside of them. I guess that's what inspiring is, is getting maybe the spirit of what we are, what we do inside another person. Yeah, I like that. You know, the word inspire actually comes from, the root of it is the word breath. And so when you inspire someone, you breathe life into somebody, hmm. right? And, yeah. and we have that, when, you, when you're inspired by somebody, there's that deep connection, you know, going off of what you said, where we get something inside of them, there's that connection, and they feel that, that inspiration, that breath to go on and move forward and take action in whatever direction it is. That's cool. And it's, and it's, I like too that you're blowing up the myth that, you know, that only certain people can maybe influence, like the president of the United States or our politicians or our movie stars. I mean, influence is, it should be, it, I guess it's, if it's, if it's part of our relationships, it's core to every single thing on earth that we're doing or not doing. That's why, you almost don't have a choice but to influence if you're alive. Well, and I think, you know, oftentimes, to, if we're just to look at it in a truthful situation, sometimes position or title or, you know, whoever that person is may cause us to pay more attention. Mm-hmm. You, know, be, you know, the President of the United States, when he speaks, we may listen with more attention than when somebody else speaks. Right. But the truth is, if you think about the people who have been the biggest influence in your life, who have really caused fundamental shift for you, who have changed you, who have caused you to look at things differently, they're people who most likely were people who you were really close to. They weren't the, the nebulous, famous person that we think has all of the influence. Right. The people in our daily lives, whether that's our parents or friends, a teacher, a boss, whoever it may be, that typically have the most genuine influence over who we are. Isn't that interesting? And in a way, I guess that's what we're, we're trying to figure out is, I, I guess that's part of knowing how you're going to influence people is you've got to know what, I guess, who it is that it matters to you to influence. And, and, and I guess also you have to know how you want to influence the world. Yeah, I think... Uh, 
I think each of us as human beings, you know, if you buy into the idea that we're all interconnected, whether however you look at that. But I think, you know, everybody fundamentally knows that we're very interconnected. If that's the case, then we have both the opportunity and the responsibility to influence and help each other. Yeah. And when we have that as a fundamental basis for who we are and the way that we want to approach life, then we can start to learn how to be truly influential and, and make a positive difference in the world. Where does it come from? I mean, what what do you sense? Because, I mean, I guess it's one thing to have um, power or it's it's one thing to have your everyone's attention, but um, you can also have their attention and not have the trust, I guess, behind it. So where does influence come from? Well, in, in my book, I lay out there's different types of influence. And, you know, sometimes people follow because they have to. Yeah. You know, if that's the case uh, in a situ- what I call situational influence, if somebody's your boss, you know, you have to do what they say. Or they're the school teacher, or they're the traffic cop, or whatever given situation, they have a position or title of authority. And on the flip side, if we want to be the influencer, the question we have to ask is if we remove ourselves from that situation, if we're the manager and our people are outside of a work situation, do we still hold any influence over those people? Hmm. Yeah. That's and a great sometimes question. we can't answer that question, right? So the second type of influence is temporary influence. And temporary influence means that people follow you because of what you've done. You know, you have a, a reputation coming in. So, for example, in a sales situation or I give a referral, let's say, you know, Matt, you're a good guy. I know you and you want to meet John. Yeah. So I refer John to you and I, because John and I have a relationship, he's going to automatically give you a little bit of trust. And he's going to say, you know what, because Ty said you're great, I'll be influenced by you, I'm open to what you have to say. But the reason it's temporary is because if you don't show up and perform at that point and every point forward, you're not going to continue to have influence over mm-hmm. that person. It's just temporary in, in nature. Yeah. But what we really want to create is what we call lasting influence. And lasting influence is based on two criteria. It's based on who you are and how you treat people. So who you are, meaning, I guess, your character, your just you, your, your, are you a trustworthy person? Are you a good person that's going to be, that's, that's durable, that's going to last? And I think it comes down to this. I think character comes down to three things. Number one, your integrity. Do you do what you say you're going to do, when you say you're going to do it, how you say you're going to do it? Can people trust you? Right? Mm-hmm. Is there that fundamental belief in you? Number two, your competency. You know, you, you still, if you want to be truly influential over people, there needs to be a knowledge and skill set that people see and value in you. Right. In, in business, there's that old saying that people do business with people they know, like, and trust. Uh-huh. Well, I think that that's wrong, or, you know, maybe it's not wrong, but it's incomplete because they do business with people that they know, like, trust, and value. Yeah, and you need so results, to, right? It's not exactly. enough to just have a really nice neighbor that's your doctor. He also has to keep you alive. Yeah, exactly. Right? There has to be a competency that you see in skills and knowledge. The great thing about skills and knowledge is that we can develop those. Right. Nobody's born with them, right? You have to work towards those. And then the third thing is likability. Do they like being around you? Is there a connection? Is there something fun, attractive, engaging about who you are? And those three things add up to be your character, your integrity, your competency, and your likability. So that's what people buy into when they buy into you. Oh, I love so that. When I say that. 
when people, you're influenced by who people are, it's those three things, and then how you treat them, the interactions that we have, the way that you come across to people, is it really all about you or do they feel like you genuinely care about them? Do you make it feel like Every, they, you have positive interactions. Are you degrading in the interactions that you have? I mean, all of those things, the way that we interact with people leaves a lasting impression, and therefore people choose whether or not they're going to be influenced by us in the long run. Yeah. No, I think that's that's huge, isn't it? I mean, and you can't fake it. I mean, I guess you can try something once, but to have a lasting influence, you're going to have to be able to show over time that you can do this with people. Absolutely, and that's time's kind of the killer of influence, isn't it? Because you've either—I guess—that's what helps you discern if it's a temporary influence or if it's a situational. Is—is is this something you can do just as well tomorrow? Because your influence will still be there. Yeah, and that's—and that's the key, right? We want to be able to make an impact in people's lives, and that only happens over the long term. It, you know, one time that they decide to listen to us typically doesn't make that big lasting impression in somebody's life. And ultimately, if we want to live the kind of life that people can buy into, then it comes down to that. We need to be consistent. We need to show up every day as somebody that they can buy into and treat them in a way that they continue to want to buy into us. I love it. Love it. Okay, Ty, let's take a break. But what I'd love the callers to do or the listeners out there, if you have a question about your own life, somewhere in your life, where you know you need to you need to increase your in, your influence with others I'd love you to call give us a call 1855 chat BYU any question about influence how do I influence somebody in my life give us a specific scenario and we'll let Ty work through it when we come back Ty's going to also give us some more insight into how to go about improving our influence with others Give us a call, 1-855-CHAT-BYU. Anybody that calls in and gets their question on the air will get a copy of Ty's book. Um, and when we get into it, we're gonna. I really think you're going to start getting the tools you need real time from Ty Bennett, who's joining us. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. The latest new invention down on the farm is self-heating chickens. We'll give you the straight poop on how it works. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. Tria Systems is a small company with a big idea for poultry farmers. Farm-raised chickens are raised in large barns which need expensive heating in cold weather, usually from bottled gas. Tria System uses the chicken's own waste products to generate most of the heat required. When you raise a lot of chickens, they generate a lot of waste, which is usually stored in some kind of shed for processing. The natural breakdown process of this waste works like a compost pile, generating heat well over 100 degrees. Tria Systems captures this naturally occurring heat using recirculating fluid in underground pipes. The warmed fluid runs to heat exchangers in the chicken coops and back out to the waste storage unit. Combined with solar thermal collectors on the barn roof, the poultry operation can be self-heating all winter long without any additional heat source, except the chickens themselves. The waste eventually winds up as fertilizer for crops, some of which may end up as chicken feed again. Such cogeneration projects are models for more sustainable agricultural operations down the road. Or across it. 
for Innovation Now. This is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Here at BYU Radio, we want to create shows that connect with you. So if you're listening to one of our talk shows and hear something that resonates, call us. We want to hear your questions, opinions, and stories. Our toll-free number is 855-CHAT-BYU. That's 855-242-8298. We would love to hear from you. Again, our toll-free number is 855-CHAT-BYU. Call in and share. Parenting has never been an easy task. And in today's world, it can be harder than ever. That's why Richard and Linda Iyer are dedicating their lives to educating parents and strengthening families around the world. Find out what Richard and Linda can do for your family. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on their show, Iyer's on the Road, here on Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. Talk about good. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. And today we're talking to Ty Bennett. Uh, Ty is the author of The Power of Influence. He's teaching us about the importance of influence and um, how you're really not going to get away from it. It's part of everything we do in our lives. We need to, at some point, figure out how to um, be able to, I think, give more of ourself and uh, become the, this, this influential person, not just the one that, you know, is a flash in the pan in the lives of the, of the people around us, but the one that if your children, if your grandchildren, if your neighbors, your friends, the people that you care most about you, if they were asked the simple question, who's one of the most influential people in your life, would you make the list? Are you out there and you're going to make the list for your spouse? Now, Ty, uh, you know, he was, he's a, been a young entrepreneur. He's the founder of Leadership Inc., which is just a great web- website. I'd go look it up, leadership, leadershipinc.com. And uh, I'd go check him out there. But Ty also, he's built a $20 million a year business. He knows how to, he knows how to be successful, I guess, in, in terms of business and, and that. But even more importantly, he's got a really deep handle on influence and the power of influence. And appreciate, uh, Ty, we appreciate you coming back with us. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. You bet. And you're, you're, you're married to Sarah, and you have uh, three kids, I guess, Andy, Tanner, and Drew? We do, and one more on the way. So oh, we're growing Ty. this little family. Oh, cute. <laughs> Good. Well, it's a, I mean, I really love your approach to, um, to the two questions of influence. Uh, who are you, and, and, and how do you treat the people around you? Those are, I think, I think those are core. Now, you're giving away your book, The Power of Influence. So if any of you are out there trying to figure out, how do I influence the people in my life? How do I help with this one cell I'm trying to make? Or how do I better reach my wife and try to influence her to, to maybe work on something that is really important to both of us? Um, give us a call. The number here is 1-855-CHAT-BYU. 1-855-CHAT-BYU. We'll get you on the the call here with Ty. You can ask your questions, and then we'll send you out a copy of his book. Now, Ty, here's what I want to know. How do we do it? What are you seeing are the keys to um, to actually getting into another person and, and influencing them, kind of leading them to to a healthier place with you. 
So I think there's a real shift that has to take place in the approach to what influence is. And here's what I mean. The definition that I use of influence is that your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. Hmm. That sounds kind of wordy, but let me just say it one more time. Your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. And here's the interesting thing about that. We typically, when we think about being influential, we think about ourselves. We think about being powerful and persuasive and having a great position, and it's all about us. But the truth of the matter is, influence has nothing to do with you and everything to do with the person that you're influencing. Right. It's all about them. I mean, well, think about the, it yeah, the they're the ones that you're trying to move. So why yeah, wouldn't exactly. you get into them? I mean, as a leader, if you don't have followers, you're not a leader. Right. You know, if you have nobody who's being influenced by you, you're not an influence. And so it has to be about them because you don't exist without them anyway. Right. And, you know, truthfully, what we have to do, that's not a natural thought process no. for us. Naturally, no. as human beings, we think about ourselves, our own needs, wants, and desires. That's just how we respond to things. But if we want to be truly influential, we need to shift our thought process to develop what I call outward thinking where we move from being selfish to selfless, where we start to think about others' needs and we start to place them first. And I think there's some specific practical ways you can do that, but the basis for that is that we shift our thought process to really make it about others. I mean, think about the people who are most influential. Let's, let's take the, the idea of a boss. You know, the boss who cares about you and truly wants you to achieve your goals and helps you get there is the one who's the most influential, right? Right. right. It's not the one, the boss who goes, wow, because you did so good, you know, look at what, how that makes me look. I mean, it's the person who cares about you. Same thing in a, in a marriage relationship, right? Yeah. I need to place my wife first and make sure that her needs are taken care of and make it about her. And if she does the same for me, guess what? We grow together. Now watch, Ty. This is what they're going to say, though. This is what the people are going to say. They're going to say, yeah, I've tried that. That didn't work, Ty. (laughs) Have you ever heard that? Yeah, I tried to put them first. Yeah, I tried that outward thinking thing, and then I just got reamed. Have you ever had that? And you're like, well, and did you try well, hard? That's the, thing. Yeah. that's the thing. If most people try something once, yeah. right, they think, well, and that's the problem, right? If you have lived your life a certain way, and, you know, let's say that you genuinely have been kind of a selfish person in your interactions with people, and you right. struggle in those relationships, and then yeah. you hear this, you're listening to you and I speak right now, and you go, you know, that's a good idea. So today, you go out and you, you genuinely try and put somebody else first. Well, guess what? Your influence isn't based on what you said in that instant. It's based on who you've been over your whole lifetime, right? And so it takes some time to change that perspective of other people that you've had this long-term relationship with. And so sometimes we have to realize that there's some some rebuilding that has to take place if we want to make changes. Uh, It's not just the change in us because that can happen in in an instant, but with influence. With influence, we're dealing with other people's perceptions of us, and that takes time to build. Well, and when you when you get into them, and you're you're doing the outward thinking of trying to un, more abundantly understand their interest, um, I always call it you have to play by their rules. So if I want to move yeah, you, I, like I have that. to play by your rules, not my rules, right? Uh-huh. So this is me getting into you to figure out what are your rules, and and even well, do you, are we even in the same game here? And, you know, one of the principles I teach is that you have to focus on being interested, not interesting. Mm. 
Yeah. You know, being interesting is all about you, right? It's it, But being interested is all about the other person. And just like you said, to understand their rules, we need to be genuinely interested in who they are and what they're all about, which means that we need to ask questions. We need to really listen. We need to probe and get personal and start to understand who they are. And, yeah, I mean, think about it. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody who asked you a ton of questions and you just talked about yourself? I mean, yeah. Didn't you walk away from that? Hated thought, it. That was a great conversation. <laughs> no, most, most people are like, yeah, you no. know, sometimes we – but if you genuinely ask people about it and you can be interested and you can understand where they are, I love how you said that. You play by their rules. Well, you have to understand their rules to be able to play by their rules. Well, and, and that's so what's funny because I love the the fact that you're saying. I mean, what we do is it's it's actually, I guess, where we the onus is that we always think if we want to move somebody, we've just got to get really even more creative in our own head for how to move them. But first, you need to know what motivates them, who are they, what are they interested in, what are their goals, and none of that's going to take place if you're talking. Well, you know? and that's the amazing thing. People will tell you how to influence. Yeah, they know. They typically don't ask. Right. You know, I mean, it, it's just a simple process. If we ask, you know, what, what do you really, what would you really like to drive you? I mean, what drives you? Or a question like, what really motivates you? What kind of incentive do you, would you be looking for? I mean, it, it amazes me sometimes when you look at, I work with a lot of sales organizations and they all are looking at what's the incentive we should give our sales force. Have they ever thought of asking their sales force, you right. know, what would you like as an, as an incentive? Yeah. Because some people just want money. Uh-huh. Some people want a trip. Some people want these different things. And they just, most of the time, just go, well, we're just going to throw this out there. And for a lot of those people, that's just not any incentive that's going right. to push them in any way. It might hit 30%. Yeah, 30% yeah. might like it. In fact, it's like you were saying earlier that, I mean, you might not even have to ask the sales force. Just start listening to what they keep bringing into you. If they keep yeah. coming in to talk more about, hey, we need some more time off, or if they're talking about, you know, maybe I just want to have an opportunity to get an education while I'm here, then all yeah. of a sudden, maybe we don't need to ask what you want. They're already telling you. They want some flex time. They want some education paid. They want, I mean, people know. And anytime somebody doesn't know, I always say, of course you know. And then all you got to do is throw out some extra. What if I gave you, um, what if I only made you work one day a month, but you had to hit this number? And they're like, that wouldn't work. They'll tell you what they works and what doesn't, but it's always yeah. inside of them. It is. And I think it, it starts with that. I mean, if we will just be genuinely interested in that person, start to ask questions, start to pay attention, you know, just being aware of what they're saying and, and stop talking so much, Love it. <laughs> we can start to be influential. Perfect. Wow, Ty, good stuff. We're going to come back. And uh, if you're out there listening and you've got a question for Ty, you've got someone in your life you really want to influence, you've tried the listening approach, you maybe need a few more hints, give us a call. 1-855-CHAT-BYU. 1-855-CHAT-BYU. And we will uh, get you on the phone with Ty. You can ask your question. We'll also get you a copy of his book, The Power of Influence by Ty Bennett. We'll be back after this break right here on BYU Radio Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. KBYU FM, HD2, Provo. International affairs can affect our daily lives far more than we realize. 
gain detailed knowledge of world events by attending lectures from the Kennedy Center here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. The Kennedy Center will keep you current with solutions to the most pressing worldwide concerns suggested by top scholars from BYU and abroad. Tune in weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern for Notes from the Kennedy Center. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Violent storms tore through the south today, spawning tornadoes and injuring at least 10 people. Serious damage was reported at the Southern Mississippi University campus at Hattiesburg. New Englanders struggled this morning to get back to normal routines after a weekend blizzard dumped nearly 40 inches of snow across parts of the region. Five people died in Massachusetts due to the fierce weather. The State of the Union address is coming up tomorrow, and a new online poll released today shows the American people still feel the U.S. is in a recession. Other top issues for President Obama to address include gun control and health care. As the nation continues to debate how to address gun control, another tragic shooting occurred today in Wilmington, Delaware. A man shot and killed two women in a courthouse and injured two more officers before he was killed by police. With the search for the ex-LAPD officer who went on a revenge-fueled rampage last week still going, the mayor has now upped the reward to $1 million and firmly stated the city will not tolerate any further violence. International news, Pope Benedict's announcement that he will step down shocked the Catholic Church today. Benedict is the first pope to step down in over 700 years and has always maintained he never wanted to be the pope in the first place. Following the discovery of horse meat labeled as beef in over 16 European countries, French authorities have summoned meat industry heads to discuss the fallout from the scandal. The meat has been traced to a Romanian slaughterhouse. And a Carnival cruise ship has just become a little a Carnival cruise, excuse me, has just become a little longer for more than 4200 passengers and crew. Following an engine room fire, the ship is now stranded off the coast of Mexico. A Coast Guard cutter has been dispatched to tow the boat to the ship to port by Wednesday. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back. We are discussing influence and how to increase your influence with other people around you, how to get more with the people around you, how to not just get more for you, but literally to use your relationship to to take uh, to get better results in your marriages, at work, and uh, how to create a better space between you and the people you work with. We're talking with Ty Bennett. Ty is a founder of Leadership, Inc. He is the author of the book, The Power of Influence. And if any of you would have a question for Ty, please give us a call, 1-855-CHAT-BYU. Also, if you don't have a question, but you do have some ideas of what you have seen in your life was a key to being influenced, what was something that tipped the scale for you? that finally earned the influence, that uh, maybe it was somebody finally exercising, as Ty taught us, integrity or using their competency or the likability. How has that impacted your life by just simply changing how you approach 
influencing other people. We'd love to hear from you as well. one eight five five chat byu I think we can learn from everybody's story. Give us a call, and anybody that does call in and get on the air, we will give them a copy of Ty's book, The Power of Influence. So welcome back, Ty Bennett. Again, I highly suggest people go to Ty, your website. It's a great website, leadershipinc.com. And um, it really, I mean, I think the thing about this is it's not going away. Everybody is going to have relationships. We're either going to have to get more effective at these relationships or we're going to eventually pay a price, aren't we? Well, it's the basis of everything. You know, I say business is about relationships. I mean, every interaction is about relationships. And and so I agree with you. We might as well get good at it. Yeah, while well, you're at it, right? And <laughs> and um, and especially, too, because you're the great beneficiary. Not only are you going to be able to serve more people the more you understand them, but they're, they're also going to probably feel a deeper level of relationship with you, which will inevitably benefit you as well. What else Absolutely. do we need to know, Ty, when you think about this? Um, you know, one key is obviously we've got, to, we've got to shift to being worried about what are their interests, you know, getting into them first. What else do we need to know about influence? Uh, I, a couple ideas. I think influencers are very proactive. You know, I think that uh, when you think about if you want to make real impact in people's lives, you need to be more proactive. You need to be different. You need to give more of yourself. That's the that's the responsibility that comes with great influence is that there's a lot required of you. And so I encourage people, I do a lot of keynote speaking for different groups, and a couple ideas that I encourage people to really adopt is, one, to make it a habit to invest in people. I like the word invest because it's a proactive word and it means that you're giving of something. And that doesn't mean that you're investing something huge. You don't have to go out and buy, you know, massive things. But to consciously invest in somebody means that you make an effort. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe maybe you buy them their favorite candy bar, you know, and you know enough about them that you know what that is and so you do that. Or, you know what, you give a little bit more of your time or maybe – Today, you just need to pick up the phone and call somebody who's been on your mind and say, hey, I was just thinking about you. I just wanted to check in and see how you were. But those little investments make a big difference. They're like little deposits in emotional bank accounts. Right. You know, they pay dividends for years to come. And it, it really is becomes a habit. I tell leaders that investing in people isn't just a good idea. It needs to be a daily activity for you. If we want to be truly influential, we need to be in and affecting people's lives on a daily basis. Oh, it sounds so hard, Ty. <laughs> it sounds so hard you know to be influential. Wouldn't it be easier to just have everyone just, you know, do what I say because I've got positional power? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, ultimately, the problem is positional power, that sounds great, but that's the old paradigm. And yeah. what we've come to realize is the very best you're ever going to get with, get from people is compliance. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's the very best. But that's Most not their the heart, gonna, is it? Yeah, no, you're going to get defiance a lot of times, but compliance is like top of the tier if you're just relying on positional authority. But if you're truly influential, you'll get commitment. You get their heart. You get There's so much difference in that because commit compliance will never take you where commitment can go. Right. If you want people to really give you their best, they need to invest, you need to invest in them, and then therefore they will invest in you. Yeah. And it's that reciprocal nature that you create in your relationship. That's the power, isn't it? That There's the power of influence, is when you have their heart versus just their job or their position, or you've got something you can lord over them, um, 
you know, when you really, there's going to be a day you may not be able to just pay them more. But but if you have their heart, they'll get why they need to stick around or work harder or be different. And it's so amazing the difference that that makes. It makes a difference in terms of loyalty. You think about the cost of turnover, you know, in a business setting when your people are loyal. You think about the efficiency of what people have and what they're willing to give and how productive they are. I mean, there's so many benefits to it, but ultimately the basis of it is that you have that lasting relationship where you know that they buy into you, that they're there for you, and and they're truly committed to who you are. It seems like it really is your greatest competitive advantage because, you know, I can always go steal your people away. I can probably pay them more. I can probably uh, copy their systems and their routines. I can I can probably replicate a lot of things, but you can't replicate the heart, right? You can't replicate commitment that lasts. You, it's hard. I agree with that completely. I speak to a lot of franchise groups. And, you know, you think about every franchise has great systems. They have great protocol. They have, you know, I mean, they've got it down to a science. And the thing that my message is always to them is what's your differentiator then? If everybody out there has great systems, great protocols, what differentiates you? It's, It's your people. It's the way that your people interact with your clients, with their coworkers, with everyone around them. It's the influence that you have as a leader creating that culture of leadership and how that trickles down to the very, to every person in the organization. And I agree with you. It is truly a competitive advantage. Hmm. And it's so not – we don't pay attention to it usually. We kind of think the advantage is our systems, our structure, our location – but, I mean, if you have a great location and you have people that are not positively influencing, it doesn't matter what location you have. I mean, eventually well, it's going to cost you. Yeah, that's what creates loyalty, right? I right. mean, we only show up to a restaurant once or twice because we like the food. If right. we hate the environment, we're not going to keep going. And we're definitely not going to talk to people about it. And the interesting thing is influence in a business setting and in a personal setting creates stories. Because what happens is if you're influenced by somebody and I go into, let's say, an establishment, I have great experience, they treat me really well, I turn around and I tell that story to you. And guess what? I just became their best form of advertising. Well, the same thing happens in a personal setting. If I do something great for my wife, she brags to all of her friends about it. And all of a sudden, you know, I build this little reputation. And influence creates stories, and stories ultimately uh, then spread that influence that you can have. And that becomes a huge... Uh, factor of it as well. I love that. And the stories actually kind of, um, it embeds it in the history, in the culture, in the structure. I mean, it the stories end up keeping it permanent. That's exactly. why our storytelling yeah. is such a big deal. If our stories are always, you know, negative or whatever, the, people believe the stories more than they believe a lot of other things. Well, and ultimately, the best form of marketing or advertising or the worst form that you have is a positive or ne- negative experience from a customer with a big mouth, right? Uh, right, exactly. And they're going to they're go and share that story, and the question you have to ask yourself is what story they're sharing, because they truly will share a story regardless. Oh, yeah. So the investment is huge. We have to first get into the person, try to find out you know, how they are influenceable or influenced, and then we then invest time into to influencing them. Even if we don't see a, a return quickly, we keep investing. Yeah, and we do that because ultimately that's the kind of person we want to be. Yeah, we do it because you know, it's that, right. Yeah, that's the thing that I think, you know, I, I'm not a big, like, tactic, you know, here's, yeah. 
a way that you say this and that's going to no. change everything for, you know, there's things in communication that absolutely you can learn how to do that. But if the heart's not right, that's perceived by people anyway. Right, exactly. You know, I mean, if I'm listening to somebody and they're a smooth talker, yeah. if they don't care about me, I know that. Uh-huh. And and you know that. Yeah. And so that's that's the fundamental foundation of it is we need to be a genuinely good person because in the long run, if we want to be have lasting influence, that's what people are going to follow is if you're a good person that they trust and buy into. Hmm. I think that's huge. Well, and what's amazing is what could be more stable um, and predictable than being really good at this? I mean, even if you lost your job today, you still have relationships that are profound with everyone at your business. Yeah. And so in a way that your investment into the relationship like this isn't one that you're going to lose just because you lose a position. Well, think about it from just in the job market that we're in. You know, I don't know what the statistic is, but the majority of jobs come from referrals through a network, not from putting in an application. Right, right. And so, you know, you may be working somewhere right now and you have a great a great connection, you're influential with a client. Well, if you lose that job, that client may be the person who refers you, brings you into their company, whatever it may be. And so ultimately, in the long run, it's going to pay off. I love it. I think that's I think that's it. I really do. I think it's just so hard, isn't it? It's we kind of would rather just be able to I don't know, give them a sedative and then influence them and do <laughs> mind work on them. Wouldn't that be just so much easier? But, you know, apparently that's illegal. Yeah, they frown on that for yeah. some reason. I don't know what it is. Sneaking drugs into people's drinks. Just, you know what? You know. It's the funny thing about it, Ty, is that it's it's kind of like it's uh, what is it? It's like relational jujitsu. You just have to be willing to get in there and and learn the art of being able to do this or not. You can't fake influence long term. No, you know, can't. and especially when it's going to come up is usually the moment you need it most. It's not. It's either there or it's not. That's why I kind of yeah. like your character approach to it because you can either give me fifty push-ups or you can't. And you're not going to be able to fake it very long. Um, and the yeah. same thing. You can either influence me positively or you can't, and we'll know by the end of an interview or we'll know by the end of a you know, a job interview with somebody or a date. Yeah, it, it is. It's, you know, and that's what it ultimately comes down to. It's who you are. And, you know, there's those old cliches that, you know, you're not the message, you're the messenger and all those things. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is people follow you. That's they right. They follow people. That's right. It's just... We're in the people business, and if I don't buy into Matt Townsend, then you know I'm never going to be influenced by him. Right. It doesn't matter what he says, what his message is, because or how good-looking he is. Yeah, I was going to put that in the list. I just kept it out. Yeah, you know, I jumped but... in there because I wanted to make sure it got in there. Or his abs. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter if he has a six-pack or whatever. It doesn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's true, though, isn't it? Because we people, you're always selling yourself. Yeah. And you're real, or you're not, and you care, or you don't. And you know your stuff or you don't. And this whole, you know, in our world today, the authenticity has become a huge buzzword. You know, and yeah. we need to be authentic and that kind of thing. And, and in some way, I find it funny the people who teach authenticity. Yeah. You know, because yeah. Here's, how you, like here's how you fake authenticity. <laughs> Isn't that, but it's true, huh? We like try to, it's like, a, I love your technique thing that it's, you can't technique somebody into safety. Um, I read this study that said 97% of our brain we don't even access 
oh, you know, overtly with thought. It's all subconscious, uh-huh. and it's um, and what we access it with is biochemistry. You're not going to convince my biochemistry and 97% of my brain. You're not going to convince me with your sweet talk. Yeah. My, my brain's going to be reading a ton of things about you, whether I can trust you or not. You know? Well, and that's the interesting thing is we perceive that right off. We oh, yeah. really do. You know, I mean, we just have that gut feeling. We just kind of go, you know, I don't know. They rub me wrong or something about them. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Even if we can't pinpoint it. And so ultimately, you know, we're in the people business. We need to genuinely care about people and we need to learn to focus on them and make it about them and their needs and not just ours. And when we can get to that frame of mind, we have the foundation to where we're going to have genuinely positive interactions with people. And then some of these additional ideas are fabulous. Yeah. You know, to focus on being in, you know, they just add on to it. Yeah. You know, I'll give you one more idea that I teach people is to practice the platinum rule of relationships. And you've probably heard this before, Matt, but, you know, the golden rule is to treat other people the way that we want to be treated, but the platinum rule is to treat other people the way that they want to be treated. Right. You know, and it may sound like semantics, but it's not. Right. You know, you think about it in a leadership setting, this means that you're not going to lead collectively, you're going to lead individually. And how big is that when you think about it? Because every one of your people is going to respond differently to different things. I'll give you a a personal example for me. When I was 19 years old, I was involved in this program, and unbeknownst to me, my mom sent an email to uh, the president of this program, and she said, if you want to get the very best out of Ty, challenge him. He will Hmm. step up to any challenge. That's what he responds to. And so he did, and I had one of the greatest experiences in my life, but my mom, as my leader, knew me well enough individually to know what I responded to. And if we as leaders in other situations, whether it's business or as parents or whatever it may be, if we know people individually and can treat them as such, we can be extremely influential in their lives. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Love it. You know what? It's funny. Your mom, your mom knew, didn't she? Because she's been into you for so long. Yeah. She was my my leader for 19 years. I mean, day in and day out, she knew me and uh, she knew what I responded to. And, you know, I have two other siblings. I know if she would have sent the same letter, she would have said different things for those siblings because we're all different. My we mom would have... have just said to give me a Twinkie. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what moves is that, me. But is, is that how you got those abs? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, they actually just look like six Twinkies lined up side by side. Yeah. Um, but Ty, seriously cool to hear this. Uh, I really – I think – People need to go check out your website, and I know you're not just going to sit there and tout it, but I will. Um, Leadership Inc. I N C dot com, Leadership Inc. dot com, and they can have you come speak. Or you've got books, you've got workshops, you've got a video vault there. You got everything you need on one site. And- <laughs> well, it's kind of fun. We're having a good time doing what we're doing, and uh, you know, hopefully, we're sharing a message that can impact people. You are, and changing the world, which is great. Um, Let's uh, let's just uh, – I'm going to have to have you back, Ty, because I want to keep picking your brain on this relationship influence thing. It's never going away. I've just learned that. <laughs> Apparently, we're well, doing this relationship thing forever. I like so it. The better – the more skills we get, the better off we are. Ty Bennett, so appreciate you joining us. And uh, seriously, go check out his book, The Power of Influence. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, We're going to take a break right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. 
A mission to Pluto turns into cosmic dodgeball when scientists discover new moons on the way to their target. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. Pluto wasn't discovered until 1930, and we're still learning new things about it, including the fact that it's not at all alone out there. No, Pluto has a posse, and just this year, we discovered a fifth moon orbiting Pluto. That moon was completely unknown when New Horizons blasted off in 2006. The original flight plan assumed a course skimming closely between Pluto and its largest moon, Charon. But only now do we know it's heading into a cosmic dodgeball game with five moons, many smaller chunks of ice and rock, perhaps even a ring system around Pluto. After an almost 11-year flight, is the mission doomed even before it can get close enough for a good photo op? And maybe the new finds are a good thing. Can the mission be updated to also get data about these latest discoveries? The mission planning team has less than a thousand days to try to master the orbits of the new objects, adjust course to avoid debris clouds, and steer new horizons to play dodgeball between Pluto and Charon, which is about the size of Texas. That's gonna leave a mark. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. We're wrapping up the show with a little roundtable here. We're going to go around the room and give all of the producer peeps here a chance to tell us what they learned listening to Ty Bennett's or just, you know, where in your life have you most been influenced? Anybody want to go first? I'll go first. BT. Matt, I really like the part about making little investments with yes. people. Um, I've, I find that it's much harder to... I don't want to say get something out of someone, but it's much harder to request something of someone um, when you don't say, like in the office, if I don't say hey to them, yeah. if I don't. Hey, know. pal. What's up, Jess? How like, are you, Jess? How's your family, Jess? He never says bye. I never do. I know. I noticed that. We're working on it. I, I thought just, you were always mad. I, for a really tall person, I can disappear pretty easily, except Jessica. She's yeah. always Hawkeye. Yeah. Always. We don't like to point that out, but she is Hawkeye. She is, yeah. Hawkeye. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you got great eyes. Hawkeye's. So you like the idea, though, that you think that we have to kind of prime them by, I mean, caring about them. Show them you care. Yeah. Then you can walk up and I, you can probably ask anything. Yeah. I mean, well, within reason. Just give them a reason to, to want to do anything for you. Yeah. Yeah. So you, uh, from here on out, you're going to say goodbye? No. Okay. So we kind of learned, um, but not a lot. Learned, haven't applied yet. <laughs> That's good. Good lesson. Who else has got one? Skyboy, what did you learn? Or, you know, what works in your life? Uh, the biggest thing, the thing I like the most, what he said, is about how becoming a better influencer is not about you. It's about other people. Isn't that weird? Yeah. But I think that's cool, and I think it's very true that if you want to be better at influencing people, you you got to stop thinking about yourself and yeah. just thinking about other people. I think that's the best way to influence people. That's cool. I think that what's neat about that is um, the more you know about the people around you, the more you know them, the more you know what their heart is, their feelings, their fears, their concerns. You may not need it today, but you'll need it later. And you know, spending time caring today would help you give, get more power later. Jess, what have you got? Who do you? Uh, what you? I mean, I know you had, you were in and out all over today, but influence. <laughs> Who is one of your most influential people in your life? 
I, this is, I always use this answer, but I really do love my mom. I think that all of us can draw on our family a lot for good and bad influences yeah, totally. with my mom. It was completely good. She's what was really it about me. mom? Um, I, there's so many things that I want to be like her because as you get older, you realize your parents sacrifice so much for you. And like, as, as you get older, you see all the things that you have to do and yeah. that your parents just made it so easy. And they were great. That's how mine was. Anyway. Would you call my kids for me? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not getting that for some odd reason. Are you paying for their stuff? <laughs> oh, we pay for a lot. We pay for a lot. Okay. So mom influenced you because she just cares. Right? It's huge. Good. Who else has got one? Rob, Merritt. Merritt, you want to go, Merritt? Let's hear. Merritt is our intern, and she's only been with the show a few days, so she's like thinking, this is scary. Yeah, it is a little scary. It's not scary. Okay, that's None of us even think about what we say. (laughs) Well, one thing that I thought was really interesting that Ty said was kind of this little catchphrase of being interested and not interesting. Oh, I love that. Because I know when I meet people, I'm always worried that they won't find me interesting enough to keep on having a relationship or talking to me, but... It's a lot less pressure, I think, to be interested in someone because yeah. you usually are anyway, and it's easier to ask questions. So it's something you can do to have and, an influence on people. And if you're all caught up in how you're like, I, I wonder how I'm being perceived. Do they find me interesting? It's just so about you that exactly. you're not even you're not even on the right page. Yeah, but if you are interested in them, then you can build that relationship a lot quicker. I, I think that it. applies to a lot. I do too. Good merit. See. That wasn't even scary, was it? I was a little bit. And nobody even died. I'm handling it. Rob, do you have one and we'll wrap it up? You got the uh, platinum rule. You liked that? Yeah. Tell I hadn't, hadn't even thought about it. Yeah. So in order to influence somebody, the platinum rule says well, instead the, of trying to love them your way. Well, the golden rule being treat others the way you want to be treated. So step above that, the platinum rule, yeah. treat others the way they want to be treated. Yeah. That's cool. As opposed to the copper rule, which is other people better treat me the way I want to be treated. (laughs) Or the lead rule, where I'm packing heat. Treat me exactly how I want to be treated. Good stuff. See, we all learned. What I love about uh, influence is everyone in the room has been influenced before. And we all influence. You all influence me every day. I may not show it. For good or for bad? Yes. No, good. All good. Skyboy on the bad sometimes, but usually very good. So I appreciate your influence. Um, One of the things that I've kind of found, I had a son that was so caught up in going to a dance once. And he was not wanting to go and he's going to ruin this girl's dance pictures. And um, one of the rules that we gave him, which I didn't even know we basically gave him, was it's really not about you. Okay, so just serve this woman, this girl on this dance and just serve her. And make a good picture for her. Don't even think about you and what you're going to do to the picture. Make it a good picture for her. Um, get out of yourself, which is really one of the greatest power topics of, of influence is in order to influence someone positively, you must first be influenced by him. That's what Ty has been teaching us today. And uh, if you want power with somebody, there's a difference to have power with somebody versus power over somebody. And each one of us knows what it feels like probably to have somebody trying to manipulate us, trying to use a technique on us. But in the end, if we could just lose ourselves, we're probably going to end up finding ourselves. As we wrap this up, I want to read a quote from Dieter F. Uchtdorf. 
Uh, Dieter F. Uchtdorf has this quote, and I love it. It just, to me, it's the epitome of, of kind of what we've been learning today. In the end, the number of play, uh, the number of prayers we say may contribute to our happiness, but the number of prayers we answer may be even of even greater importance. So we all might be sitting here thinking, in order to influence somebody, you know, may, I just need to keep praying that they'll do what I need them to do and, and pray for them and do it. But in the end, maybe what we ought to be praying for is that we might be an answer to someone else's prayer. And maybe if we just lived our lives to go out and answer the prayers of other people, uh, lose ourselves in the service of others, maybe what we'll end up getting in return is very simply the power of influence. So that's your challenge. I challenge each of you, go and serve. Go out and love and uh, and try to answer some people's prayers. Get into other people. Serve them the way they want to be served. Lose yourself and quit trying to be interesting. Just start to be interested. Thanks for listening to the show, everybody. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We will be back again tomorrow. You can always check me out on Facebook. Go to the Matt Townsend on Facebook, and we'd love to have your questions, show ideas there. And if not, join us tomorrow. We're going to give you more ideas for this upcoming Valentine's Day right here on the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143.